it happens to the best of us, man. It's all good. It's well, like, that's yeah. Yeah, our apologies for the late uh, starting. It is completely my fault. Ah. Um, my computer decided to do a massive update, um, which we usually do these before, but for some reason it came in right now. Got to go right now. It hijacked my system. So um, my apologies. It's rare we have IT issues, maybe, but yeah. uh, here we are. So uh, again, par for the course when you're doing a, a podcast from your home. With live, even. yeah, with a live, and uh, we're doing this on uh, our budgets, so on a beer budget, <laughs> champagne dreams, beer budget. So. You, you get what you pay for, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, welcome everybody to another episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Uh, Mike, uh, ding ding ding, tell them what they want in this episode. Let's go for it, guys. All right, guys, on this episode, Nissan utilizes a brain stimulating device that claims to increase its driver's cognitive performance. Uh, also, Nissan is debuting a new uh, EV concept called Hyperforce. And uh, Miles, I think you've got that one. Yeah. And then uh, later on, guys, we're going to be chatting with a uh, fellow Z enthusiast and entrepreneur known as Junkyard Jenny Boyd and her online store, which specializes in first-generation Z car parts. So if you are in the need it's actually going to be a really fun uh, chat that we have. So, again, this is the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Stay with us. Here we go. Jeez, what a stressful start of a show for a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm going to have a preemptive compile. Oh, so okay. Oh. Normally, that's, it. that's just for me to get through the show. That's all I need. So, that's all right, man. So, normally, you're the guy who's cool as a cucumber, and yeah. now it's uh, tables have turned. Now, all right, all right. Oh, I see you trying to call me out. It'll, it'll, it'll be fine. Mellow. Things work out. But uh, a little late time, but we'll uh, we'll work all through it. So, but um, yeah, fine. another episode. Which uh, episode number are we on right now, Mike? We're on seventy-four, man. Seventy-four. They, they keep racking up, man. We're doing all right. We are doing too bad. Not too bad. So it's been a minute. Um, you know, you and I haven't got together to churn wrenches in a hot minute because you've been off gallivanting about the world. But you also had a recent <laughs> adventure. Um, uh, what'd you do? A big one, man. Yes. So, um, yeah, as far as what's going on in my world the last couple of weeks, uh, honestly, man. So in a previous episode, I let you know about the 350Z and how uh, essentially overheating. We think it's a head gasket. Cars, um, it's 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 it needs another engine. It needs a, a rebuild. It needs a lot. Let's just say that it needs a lot. Uh, in the meantime, though, I do I do need something to keep me reliable uh, on a daily basis. and you know, essentially, it's kind of given me an opportunity. Uh, I found a really good uh, deal on a new car. So we went ahead and uh, grabbed this car about two weeks ago. And I wanted to share it with you guys, uh, for those who follow up and stay stay with us on a regular basis. Um, yeah, Mike's got a new ride, man. Let me go ahead and share my screen. Bump it a bum. Got ourselves a 2009 370Z. Um, Six-speed, it is the tech package. You got the Icabona brakes, limited slip 
differential. Can I just say something? Did you just buy your old 370Z back? (laughs) This is exactly the same one you had, or am I wrong? It's very close, other than my first 370Z was automatic. Uh, This one's fairly close. It's got a lot of the bells and whistles that the first one did. Um, Granted, it's nearly nine years, well, eight years later. So it's uh, same year that my first one is, same color. And honestly, you know, eight years later. Classic color. You can't really go wrong with that. Oh, it's time. I mean, 350 in the Silverstone. This one, I forgot what the color code is on 370, but I know it's pretty damn. I think it's Silverstone. Something like that. Yeah. Ah. You know what? Dang it! I should know this. And I'm We're, sorry. Yeah, we should. I want to say it's Silverstone. Official Nissan nerds, we should know this. But yeah. yeah. So this find though was through a Facebook Marketplace. Uh, it was out about two and a half hours away. So, uh, special thanks to uh, Haley Myers for being the ride uh, to get me out there. We spent the for loaning, second... you, for loaning you the money to buy it. That's no, nice. no. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to be uh, obviously to to drive and to help me get this car back home, but also for the great company that she keeps. Uh, had a great time getting out there, but um, honestly, it sounds funny though. We did a test drive, and I gave her the keys. I was like, I know she's known to drive cars into the ground and to know. Like to be a litmus test as to like, and a good thing, she races cars is what I mean. She knows how to put a car through its paces. And if this car on a test drive can't handle uh, her aggressiveness on uh, on a test drive, that means it's got the chops. It can it can last longer for sure. You know, that's kind of weird. It's like you have to, uh, and you know, I hate to do the whole, um, you know, placement of male and female, but it's just like. That's like the old adage of, you know, well, it's good enough for her bridge game, but like it, the kind of the roles are reversed. You know, ah. I brought, I brought my big tough um, race car girlfriend to uh, put it through its paces because I'm not strong enough as a driver to. Put oh that come through. on, yeah, it, it's yeah. not. It, it's definitely a, a nod to Haley, no, but for sure. a kick, a kick in the guts for you. But uh, no, I'm just. Hey, kidding. I I can recognize no matter who it is that there is uh more talent than myself but i won't say like i'm not nobody like i can i know how to why well, say that everybody well says you know did she teach I you know how to drive did she no did we talk i've been driving standard for <laughs> since i was a teenager man but <laughs> I, I had to kick it had to kick in the chest but no man I, I it actually looks like a really nice uh purchase so i'm, I'm super that's, happy for you so. that's the big thing too is that uh you know it's. I think I'm the third owner on this one, though. But the last owner has had the car for a very long time. Okay. Um, had a, an extensive um, uh, packet of in, an invoices and receipts. So that essentially, I've got a lot of information on the car. And think about it: this car is almost 15 years old, and everything is stock. I mean, yeah. it's really hard yeah. to. Find. It doesn't look like it's been hot boyed out at all, so that's a good thing. Exactly, so. it's it's really hard to find. I mean, the paint was damn near mint still, and uh, the engine, suspension, brakes, all that essentially stock, and it doesn't look ragged out at all. So I really think I found a good find, and uh, this is keeping me on the road in style. Meanwhile, the 350Z is still here, uh, making plans for that uh, coming up, I should say. So we'll be going for those who follow anything that Miles and I do. We'll we'll be keeping you updated with both cars now, essentially projects. Uh, Cause it's really hard to leave a car alone. Essentially. For the record, Haley chimed in and said brilliant silver. And I think she is absolutely hundred percent right. So brilliant silver. Yeah. They changed it from Silverstone to yeah. brilliant silver. 
So, anyways, I, so mm-hmm. uh, how about yourself, you? man? Oh, thank you so much. Now oh, you. Yeah. Let me just say this: whatever you want to talk about, I'm going to bring this up. I don't care because I I find it so funny about you. Please, you can't seem to keep yourself out of Facebook jail. What do you do all the time, man? That keeps you. Are you like a regular in there? Like you're like like the what's the word? The alpha in the Facebook jail nowadays. What's what's going on here, man? It's my lifestyle. That's really <laughs> what it is. I'm a loner. I'm a rebel. I'm a I'm rebel, not, daddy. And I, and a I'm real, afraid, uh, you know what it is? It's my my meme lord lifestyle. That's what it is. It's, meme uh, lord lifestyle. Yeah, it's done. Got me in trouble, and now I'm in uh, Facebook jail. But it's all right. They can't hold me down. It's, it's nothing <laughs> new, you know. I'll do uh, my my three to five. Do your time. Get out. Get out on good behavior, as per <laughs> usual. It's all right. <laughs> No big deal. Come back stronger. I've been working out, losing some weight, getting some some Facebook some prison gym time in. So that's all right. But now I am in Facebook jail for a few days. Um, I am scheduled to be released on parole tomorrow. Um, oh yeah. So those uh, that I'll start updating my page with uh, Nissan updates and uh, and memes okay. here starting tomorrow. So yeah. Go. That's good, man. Anything else happening in uh, in your world? No, no, no. Um, let me see. I bought another engine. Um, let's oh. see. I bought a VG30DE, tearing it apart, and uh, that's it. Just do more cleaning, stem stuff off the plating. Um, I sold my 280Z that I had bought with intentions of doing. Somebody wanted it more than me. They had yeah. money in the hand, so I sold it. And I, so I got money know, in my pocket to spend on a new project. So we'll see how it goes. So. You know what's funny about that? That is a little kind of going back to my uh, car uh, thing. The car was in Houston. So as Haley and I were driving to Houston, we look off off to the right hand, like a right hand, like access road, and we see a truck towing a silver Datsun Z, just the shell. And I'm like, I know, I know exactly where that Datsun. And I called you. You you didn't tell me anything. I was like, Miles, did you? Let me go off on a limb here. Did you yeah. sell your Datsun uh, shell? He goes, I sure did. I go, I just saw it on the way to Houston right now. So the t- we, you sold your Datsun the same day I bought my 370. I know that much. It's weird. It's weird yeah. how we work like that. And we didn't even talk to each other. That we day, didn't. Really. Now it was just could we could we We needed a change of of pants, and that's all it was. So. <laughs> But uh, right. yeah, big, big dis. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. Uh, I got yeah. money in my pocket. I can't wait to burn through it, buy a new um, crappy project. We'll see how it goes. So, and then I'll yep. give it, sell it off to somebody else. So, gotcha. um, but gotcha. again, uh, let's give some shout outs here to the crowd. Uh, thanks yeah. everybody for kind of uh, being here with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. Thanks for being here. Um, for those, a lot of you already know that you are, lighting up our comment section. Thank you so much for doing that. Keep them coming throughout the show so that uh, as we get through the show, we'll be sharing a lot of y'all's comments along the way. So keep it coming. We see you. And uh, Miles, I think you have the honors this episode. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, today we want to, um, obviously we're going to be, this is our compi section where we're going to give a little salute to those in the Nissan family whom we wish good health and those we may have lost. um, May we be reminded of them often. Uh, We want to give two shout outs here today. Um, Mike, I think you've got the first one. Go ahead. I do. So first one um, in recent, uh, most recently, uh, you might call them the, uh, our fearless, um, fearless leader when it comes to the Z Car Club Association, uh, our uh, longtime executive director of the ZCCA, Chris Carl, 
has his uh, birthday most recently. Want to oh. give him a shout out. There he is in his uh, Titan hauling an old Nissan he done, logo. He stole, he stole a dealership <laughs> sign. So be on the lookout uh, for this man. <laughs> He's wanted in 14 states for theft of dealership signs. So, uh and, uh, we did manage to get a few high school shots. That's good. Go get, get I, I don't that know one why there. he's hanging out with a turtle, but whatever. It's uh, yeah, he uh, did have his rebel phase as well, Miles. How much you can do this? Was that flock of seagulls? Would you? That, what would you say? That's pretty good. I wish he. No. You know, I wish we all still had that same hair. So, all right, uh, it is what it is. But yeah, big shout out to Chris. Uh, we love you, man. Uh, keep uh, keep being our spokesperson um, for the Z community. So please do, man. You're doing a great job. Um, on a different note, I did want to give a shout out um, to somebody we have unfortunately lost. Um, a really good friend of the show. Um, she used to comment on here all the time. A really good friend of mine, uh, Jamie Verrips. Um, she was a hardcore Z enthusiast, and I loved her very dearly. She was a sweetheart. I used to work on her Z all the time. Um, unfortunately, she passed away um, due to um, uh, an illness that was uh, uh, ailing her. Unfortunately, causing her great turmoil, great pain. Um, she ended up succumbing to that uh, illness, uh, unfortunately, and she passed away here this last Tuesday. Um, I unfortunately got the uh, uh, the sad news, and I just wanted to give a shout out to her. Mm -hmm. She will definitely be missed. Um, yeah. I've been thinking about her just about every single day as of late. And uh, I, I'm gonna miss her dearly. Um, I miss talking to her. Yeah. It's all her Z questions, and <sighs> uh, and just I mean, she was just an yeah. amazing person. She is survived by her uh, parents and, of course, her uh, daughter as well. So. Yeah, I you know you you told me just earlier this week about that, and it wasn't until it hit me when he I was like, Jesus, she always would. You're right. She would contribute <laughs> and ask questions, man. And she's uh, awesome. Yeah, Definitely going to be missed, and man. And she came to my house all the time for Z32 stuff. And you had her car. Just, yeah, I had her car for a number of days. And I, I, I kind of got it up and running for her because um, that's kind of one of her wishes. I guess she kind of knew she was um, a little sick, unfortunately, and uh, she wanted to kind of get her car running. So one of the last things I kind of did for her was to make sure we got her a running Z. And yeah. we did for a short time. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, yeah. she was able to drive it. So that's a good thing. But I feel good about that. And again, I'm going to miss her uh, greatly. So, yeah. um, again, I um, want to give a shout out to those uh, folks. If you would, uh, let's just raise our glasses. Please join us to Jamie. To Jamie. Bye bye, guys. Mm. Well, so um, today we have a um, uh, show like others, uh, like we always do. Um, we're going to start off the uh, show here with some Nissan news. Uh, Mike? Woo. All right, guys. So um, just like you said, Miles, Nissan news, this segment of the show is typically where Miles and I, we each go through um, the Internet, uh, the Nissan media newsrooms to other third-party uh, articles and anything related to Nissan and try to find an, uh, an article. We each find one article that uh, we'd like to share with you guys. And we typically try to go for the obscure. Sometimes there are some topics that are just so hot that we have to talk about it. And so I think we've got an example of both uh, this time around though, but um, let's get into it guys. This is our Nissan news segment. Uh, Miles, I think you have the first article. This is, this yeah. one's pretty hot. I, I, when I was doing our, when, when we were searching, I saw this one, a lot of places. 
Yeah, this one just came up pretty quickly. Um, it actually just kind of jumped up on the feed here in the last, like, God, 24, 48 hours. It wasn't very long. So right now, uh, just recently, the um, the Tokyo Auto uh, Auto Show actually just popped off here within the last two days. And Nissan unveiled five vehicles, five concept vehicles here um, recently. And uh, Michael, bring up the article here from uh, what we can find. Sure. But um, they released four, and then they kept the fifth one kind of hidden in the back. And it was a low-profile, high-wing. So there was a lot of excitement from what we're being told um, at the show about this concept that was released. And lo and behold, the release for this vehicle was dropped. This is, of course, was the Nissan, the all-electric Hyperforce concept um, that was a GTR concept that was just released here within the last day or and a half. Now, this vehicle is apparently boasting a 1,341, if you want to translate it like that, uh, into base horsepower in gigawatts. It's quadrillion. <laughs> gigawatts. Um, but it's uh, it, apparently it's a, it's a, it's a one-off concept. The probability of development is extremely low right now, but again, it was an extremely cool concept, uh, boasting all-wheel drive, of course, and then, of course, um, the all-stable batteries that we've been talking about for the uh, for the longest time were kind of here, we maybe have. not, but um, apparently it is a, a working model at this point uh, with the boast, but um, I mean... There's a lot kind of going on. There's an, a lot of nods, um, in in my opinion. I mean, just the the roof line, the silhouette, kind of carries yeah. to with it everything from the 35. Oh, the tail lights, yeah, even the, the tail lights. Oh, well, yeah. the wing layout. I mean, the the roof layout as well. Uh, there's just a lot going on. To me, the nose drags out like the old R31 silhouette from back of the day. The silhouette but, racers, yeah, yeah, an exaggerated I mean, front end. Yeah, and then there, of course, we've got some stuff that's you know the 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 Nismo uh, GTR up in the front with the fenders. I mean, there's. There's a lot going on with this car if you really truly dissect it, but um, but I uh, you know it's a concept just like anything else. It's just meant to stir up excitement. Um, anybody have anything in the comments? Let us know your thoughts, your uh, uh, what you've got, what you have thought as you've seen yeah. this rollout from Nissan. Let oh, us for know. sure. Kind of talk about it. Now, um, Ion did mention right now Bo Suzuka style. I would kind Bo of. Bozo style, I would say a little bit. Yeah, like with the front kind of going on. Again, that's Wide that flares. R31 silhouette that, you know, yeah, I, I would say it kind of uh, has that a little bit, you know, but there's certain little details that I'm really kind of digging on it as yeah. I start to dig into it. Like the the um, the mirrors, I, I know they're almost unusable. <laughs> Um, but, uh, <laughs> See how thin they are. Yeah, they are super thin. But you know the aerodynamic sleekness of it. The gull wing doors. Uh, I don't know if those constitute as gull wing doors, but um, those are definitely no, interesting. Not yeah. a gull. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I was trying um, to find a picture of those mirrors, like you mentioned. If you look here, yeah, they're they are razor thin. I don't. I, it's uh, it's it's interesting for sure. Right, go ahead. No, no, that was pretty much kind of what we had. I mean, some of the other stuff was um, was interesting in the car. But again, you know, for a concept, it definitely has drawn a lot of attention. But uh, I wonder how much of this will actually translate into the, the gas-powered GTR or if it'll just completely be a concept 
where it's E all, yeah. all, uh, all standing on its own. Now, one of the statements they did say, right, it was essentially what they call a vision of the future. Mm -hmm. How far of a future, how far away remains to be seen. I think the coolest thing I saw, at least to me, just nerding out on this was obviously it's an EV. We get that essentially 99% of concepts from any manufacturer are EV nowadays. But um, they were saying that the capacity of the battery was one – am I getting this right? Milliwatt? yeah, it's like watts. the big – essentially, it's the biggest battery you could – has ever been fitted into a car Yeah, as of now, which not only has – let's talk about range is one thing if you really want to be efficient. But this is a hypercar. You're not trying to be efficient. We're talking about well, let's call it power to the You wheels. know, if I could coin a term if it hasn't already been done, let's call it like a hyper supercar. Are we really going to talk about distance on a hyper supercar at this point? You know, you, you really never want to bring up something like that with something comparatively like this. This is pretty much power, reasonable distance Yeah, <laughs> is what I would probably be shooting for <laughs> if it was ever to make it into uh, fruition as a, uh, as a vehicle that was attainable for the public. But yeah, uh, but, uh, you know, in a, in a racing concept, Potentially, if there was a platform to debut this in, which you never know, you never know what's going to happen with things like Super GT or other series that may develop in the future. Yeah, you never know. But um, could it, you know, of course, it would be completely different. You know, we're talking in that concept. But again, we're just talking concept. Very cool ideas. Um, Very cool for them to kind of drop this. So again, now. Just curious too. I know these these pictures that we're sharing are pure. I mean, obvious illustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this there was a physical model though that they debuted just to confirm, right? Correct. That, there was. Yes, yes. Yes. Oh wait, I saw that. Look at this. It's it's pixelated, but it's uh, it kind of gives you the idea that it says GTR up in the yeah. Center. We're we're you going after that? that whole retro Blade Runner. <laughs> kind of all tossed together. <laughs> I see yeah. Blade Runner in this for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, actually, we had uh, Ion chime in and say maybe it's a RoboCop future. This one too. That's another. You know, point yeah, it, it kind of got me. There's a there's a couple different things that kind of come to mind, and it's weird. It's all cinema based, right? Like uh, the you know Aliens two, like where they kind of have that low vehicle. Of course, it's a completely different animal. But like the wheels, like they're just so massive, and then of course these, um, just these slight silhouette accents uh, uh, somebody else told me the other day when uh, when i was talking about it cyber truck and i was just like no it's completely different manufacturers but uh but the idea is people are kind of following that lead you know that very just sharp edge um yep. with a uh, very tech tech heavy vehicles I well mean, and that's what it comes down to design in general. Like, you know, you, we always see these cycles of design. I mean, think about the last time we saw sharp angles were in the eighties, then you get into the nineties bubble era. Art is revolutionary. Art is a revolutionary. It's always cyclatory. It just, it's it's going to recycle itself in some capacity and then re reinvented. So, yeah, but anyway, I'm not going to harp on it too much, but yeah, yeah, there it is. The concept one of five that was released at the uh, Tokyo and a little, uh, hint for those or a little um fact for those that didn't know um do you know how the tokyo auto salon came to be no uh wait 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 is this 
Ooh, I, I, I think I know, but you go ahead and do the honors. No, That's a good no, one. come on. I'll, I'll tell you what. I okay. will not ding you if you get it wrong. Okay, so I was thinking, wasn't it something that essentially involved Mr. K in the beginning? It was. It was. Yes, yes. All right, you're halfway there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the there, there's an organization that has to do with automotive in Japan, and okay. I think it was this this convention that was essentially initiated by Mr. K at some point. So he said, basically, he had these – this is around the time when he was trying to debut the Z and everything else, and he mm -hmm. basically said, hey – we need to debut and pull together our vehicles um, to why don't we have our own Nissan or excuse me, our own Tokyo show. So he went to all the major manufacturers and put, and they, and he was the guy who really kind of pushed for there to be a, uh, a, a Tokyo motor show. And that's actually how it kind of started. It's really cool, man. I, again, it's man, not a, another, another feather in the cap for Mr. K, which we've known. Here. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, like, he, he, it's he one of the weird things. Man. It's one of the weird things that people don't want to talk about, but it's, it's a pretty cool. If you want to hear more about like the craziness of Mr. K, um, believe it or not, Motor Trend actually did a really good article um, yeah. where they did turbo. I think it's turbo stories. Um, if you go and watch the most recent one, they talk about Mr. K and you can, for, you can get a few more behind the scenes stories. And, uh, yeah, I would highly recommend checking that out. And if you want to know some more stories, we always kind of drop these little tidbits of information and, uh, little hints and, uh, things that you wouldn't know otherwise. So yeah, that's all. Yeah. Now we did have a few comments from online. Uh, we'll throw a few here. Of course, uh, Haley Myers says, say here, make it stop oh. so mixed reviews uh i mean give and take we we know this is a, a pushing of the envelope I, I would say creatively speaking um a lot of it's uh let's say here front end looks like looks like a camaro deranged camaro maybe uh, again it's purely a concept uh what do we got um ion said 1983 uh iirc or double irc he, he's it, Kind of right. He's talking about a particular vehicle from that time era, and uh, he's the stretch in the front. So, yeah. <laughs> and he's right. It, it kind of goes with that. So, gotcha, gotcha, man. Good article though, man. I'm glad we covered it because that one again was everywhere. You know, there really was. Um, it it kind of hit. It hit on. the news feed pretty hard within the last day or so. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now you had a uh, article too as well, mm -hmm. uh, talking about <laughs> brain functions. All right, so go on. You want this, to nerd out. I know you're yes. going to nerd out, but go ahead. So this story is the complete opposite of what you might have covered. This was – now, granted, this article <laughs> no, was through – Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one um, – this article was through the Nissan or Nismo newsroom, um, but it, I didn't see it have as much traction at through much of the, out, of the media outlets. So this one to me was one of those that was kind of under the radar – and, and very interesting uh, to think about, literally, <laughs> play on, I'm getting into that one. Um, it's regarding uh, Nismo and um, essentially a device and training that they're giving their drivers as a test. So uh, let me share my screen. Let's get into it. Nissan Formula E team demonstrates improvements in cognitive function with a bespoke brain training program. Is it like brainwashing? What's going on here? You got it. You got Sasha Fenestras got it kind of wide-eyed here, trying to figure out what the hell is going on right now. 
But uh, honestly, it is an awesome story here. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of a rundown. You know, we all know that in motorsports teams, a lot of a lot of the money and time is invested into the chassis or the vehicle that that the team is going to compete with. And then also traditionally, from a driver's perspective, uh, a training regiment on their part, you know, it has to do with essentially, you know, uh, keeping your weight down, having a fitness to yourself, uh, an endurance, uh, strength. You're in the gym a lot. Uh, and then you've got, of course, the training that you have at each track uh, as as they come around. But what Nissan's showing here is is a new direction in driver training, which has some results, some really cool results, actually. That's what this whole article is about. So they're saying here that Nissan, for the last three years already, um, and their Formula E program, they've been collaborating with uh, research organizations and universities uh, in, in the UK, in Switzerland, and actually here in Texas. University of Texas in Austin has been involved with this program. Kind of cool, so close to us. But what they're doing, essentially this device that you see on their head, and then uh, with, a, with this device... Uh, along with a series of, of trainings that they're developing, they're able to measure and record brain functions of the racing drivers, and they're able to know um, to improve cognitive performance. Um, they're calling it the Brain to Performance Program, and it's it's pretty crazy. After three years, why have we not, especially us, Miles, we're, we're typically digging on a regular basis. How could we not have seen this? Uh, this has actually been under wraps for I want to say a decent while. Well, racing advantage, right? So why would you yes. want to show your cards, you know, in, in the racing world? I mean, it, that's the uh, unwritten uh, rule, right, for the teams. Don't yep. let them know uh, you're in development for something like that. So give me more. Come on. Let's cool. Go. Cool. So the organizations they're working with uh, have been have had previous experience using these types of devices with the U.S. military, you've got soldiers that come back with a form of PTSD in various uh, degrees. They're able to use this to help, uh, I wouldn't say solve or cure, but to treat and improve symptoms of PTSD. Uh, you also have uh, NFL, American football. You have football players that have brain injuries, and they're using this similar device to treat them and improve their cognitive ability uh, to, to um, I would say, in the you might say recover or strive or improve their, their cognitive ability. So uh, they did say here that these treatments and do include this, what they call a brain stimulating sonal device. And I had to look that up and it's a pretty crazy definition here. They're saying a sonal device uses cutting edge, non-invasive technology that reshapes your brain waves to effectively improve, improve your brain health for general well-being. You're reshaping brainwaves, dude. Like how freaking – that's some intense stuff, man. And this is what Nissan is doing to help improve their driver's performance. Some of the results that they're seeing as a result of this, uh, the trainings and with this device is essentially um, enhancements and complex decision-making, uh, being able to make those decisions faster, especially in a racing environment. You've got – you know, 20 cars, 20 plus cars going and, you know, racing, you got to fast reactions that they're seeing an improvement in that. They're seeing an improvement in the stress and fatigue resilience to endure that stress and keep it going from a mental perspective. 
And then they're seeing quicker reaction times. Yeah, when you've got a car to the side of you that's going to you know, make a last-second move and you want to not crash out, you got to have really quick reaction times. And they're saying that this device and training that they've been training with, again, for the last three years, is showing these types of improvements to make their drivers more competitive. Um, essentially, they're saying here um, they had a control group, which means you've got people who didn't do the brain stimulation and then the group that did do the brain stimulation and from the results they saw just from that alone um, they had the people uh, and these are everyday people not the drivers they're just having uh, this is just one example uh, these people were racing on rigs sim rigs and they said that the people who received the brain stimulation um, performed 50 percent faster and they learned the circuits they raced on or memorized uh, the circuits 50% quicker as well. So that's some of the results just from a from a, an overview um, of, of the type of improvements that they're seeing. Uh, and then when you get into the drivers, of course, a driver's mind just from just from the very beginning, way more uh, probably a higher level of, of starting because typically oh, these guys have been doing this professionally for a number of years. Um They've so shown some really good uh, performance uh, results, and they're saying that for the next season here in 2024, Nissan is essentially being this pioneer and breaking through with this new level of driver development and training. Uh, it's going to be a part of their daily training programs uh, for this upcoming season. So um, I see this as a huge competitive advantage. I, I don't know if any other constructor in motorsports is doing this. But Nissan, Nissan is already at a level with this training to where they're saying, we already know it works. We've already done the research. We are doing this uh, full time. This is going to be part of the driver's uh, regiment uh, each season going forward. Um, so Nissan is making lawnmower men. <laughs> well, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, I was trying to think of a movie. You say lawnmower man. A movie to, yeah, lawnmower man is the only thing I can reference where we're taking somebody's brain activity and we're maximizing it. Oh. And that guy ended up speaking like 20 languages. And yeah. Yeah. I was. Hopefully, he's psychotic. <laughs> I, the movie I was thinking of was Limitless. Did you ever see that Bradley Cooper Limitless? I did, where you're, starting to, where you're starting to pop the pills, and then he was just getting extreme intelligence and intelligence. If I ever have Sasa Fenestra's Nissan driver come to me and touch my heart, touch my chest and be like, you're going to have a heart attack in six months. I'm like, oh, shit, man, this guy, he's going to be like, he's going to be so far advanced. His helmet's going to need to be like three times bigger because yeah, of all the work that they're doing. He's going to be sticking doing. out like that, like uh, the old <laughs> bigger, Martians from the, uh, bigger from the Hanna Barbera commission. Yeah, Hanna Barbera cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. When you start seeing Nissan drivers with helmets, the biggest helmets in the freaking uh, race, yeah. then you know something's up. They're the doing something. The that pulses. <laughs> yeah. Ion <laughs> uh, Dasgupta says cyborgs. Was that another movie? I uh, no, uh, no, I think he's just saying that we're trying slowly building towards that. It's a possibility. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I do want to say one more thing, though, before we move on, um, you know, when it comes to motorsports, I really think, you know, this whole article really focused on mental performance. But I think an aspect that we I'm going to we're going to see this actually improve on as well, and perhaps even more so would be drivers mental health. 
this could be a thing, I believe, because there's a lot of things that drivers go through. I mean, no matter whether, no matter what session it is, qualifying or race, you've got a lot of um, pent up uh, stress or fear or some sort of anxiety that you really, uh, or a mental block, because you've got guys that, you know. Yeah, I was going to say that, that that's kind of what came to, to, uh, to my mind first. You know, if you've got guys that are trying to get over a particular hump, like maybe they, you know, just had a bad couple runs, bad couple races, or maybe getting over an accident, something like we've seen historically in races where you've got somebody who's has that essential fear um, put into them after something that's traumatic, like an accident. So maybe that would help them develop past that and kind of help redevelop that driver back to their original condition, if not surpass that. So yeah. I I agree, man. I really see this as an opportunity to really expand, not only from performance still, but into mental health. It's really really cool, man. Um, again, props to Nissan guys. For those who are interested, we're gonna have these all our articles on our show notes. Take a look for yourself. There's some really good stuff happening too. So uh, let's go from there then. But that is uh, that is Nissan news, Miles. Um, good. Well, yeah. that is uh, Nissan News. Now, actually, we're going to start going into motorsports at this point. Uh, motorsports, of course, is a segment where we look into Nissan's current motorsports portfolio, its races, race entries, uh, supported teams, and how they are doing. Um, of course, we talk about whatever is kind of hot at the moment. Um, you know, right now, we've got a lot going on with uh, whatever's it is a downtime, but we're of course featuring everything that is still ongoing at this time. Formula E is down right now. Centric Cup has just recently finished out. Um, of course, we've got um, Nissan Challenge that's still going, which is a localized um, racing event that we cover here uh, in the United States. Um, and have some really good friends that are actually part of that uh, on with us here tonight as well. Um, yeah. Mike, let's, uh, I think you have the first one, which is the Nissan challenge, correct? Yeah, we sure are. Uh, so yeah, getting into Nissan challenge, uh, the, there's nothing new to report specifically for this episode since the last time we, we uh, went live here. However, the next race is this upcoming weekend. We're talking round six at the streets of Willow. Uh, this is in Southern California. For anybody who's in the area, go to corner3motorsports.com and look for the link that says the Challenge Series. That's going to be the best way to see the full schedule. Uh, this is round six. There's two more to go after this. So uh, even though it's the end of the year, in Southern California specifically, competition, track days, all that is still very much going on. Uh, again, the last round here is in mid-December. So uh, one of the benefits of being in California, you got some really nice weather most of the year. Um, this is part... Um, the Nissan Challenge this uh, weekend is part of the uh, SR20 convention, which we, we know about, Miles. Um, the, we encourage everybody to go out there, though. Um, again, this is at the streets of Willow uh, in Southern California. Uh, I think our buddy Edgar is on the line here, too. So, again, uh, we've got some – again, we've had interviews with the team and organizers of the Nissan Challenge. Great group of guys. 
Uh, we definitely encourage you guys uh, that are in the area. Go check them out, man. Uh, you definitely owe it to yourself. Yeah, the the last final of their shows, and we've talked about this in some of the prior shows, but they have the SR20 convention that's coming up. And then, of course, the R meeting for those that are still sleeping under a rock. The, G, the massive GTR meeting is actually part of one of their other events. Um, that Did that already happen or was that one of the upcoming events? I couldn't remember. Which one? The R meeting. Oh, um, Edgar will chime in here just a little bit, but yeah, I mean, they are starting to get um, some really good development with working with these tracks and working with these other groups. So again, if you have an opportunity, definitely. uh, And if of course you're in the the neighborhood of California, um, you definitely want to start chiming in with those, getting on, uh, getting that on your radar and on your calendar and start uh, looking to attend those if you have an opportunity or, or just, keep up with them so uh, again uh, kudos to those racers that are going to have an upcoming race weekend we wish everybody a safe racing weekend hope you all have a good time Um, moving on from there super gt is probably the next biggest news Um, we are actually just finished up round seven of autopolis Um, now uh, you see here i'm just going to run through some of the uh, some of the figures and the race results from that. So in the 300 class, um, it was a pretty good weekend, kind of off rainy on Saturday. Um, Sunday turned out to be a dry day. Um, 300 series, of course, this is all the GTRs that Nissan is currently uh, running in that series. Um, fifth place, uh, car number 56, realized Nissan Mechanic Challenge GTR. I would have hoped they would have been higher up the uh, line uh, as they normally are, but unfortunately, uh, that's where they placed ninth place card number 11, the gainer 10 X GTR 10th place card number 10, the Ponos gainer 10 X GTR. And then of course, uh, 14th place card 360, the run up Rival GTR, which unfortunately is the last team right now in the rankings. We'll talk a little bit about rankings here a little bit later. I don't know why I said that. It should have been nicer to them. They've obviously been working hard, so keep going, guys. Maybe we'll get up in placement. Um, series 500, which is all the Zs that Nissan's currently fielding right now. Third place, car number three, the Nitira Motul Z, ended up uh, putting in for third place. Huge congratulations to them on that. Fifth place, car number one, the previously Calsonic Impul team, now Morelli Impul Z, um, ended up going with fifth place. Tenth place, car number 23. I would have hoped they would have been higher up in the rankings because they were really good sitting for the rankings for the team. Mm. Multualtec Z, car number 23, tenth place. Not the best showing, but again, you never know what the next round's going to have. 12th place, car number 24, the realized Advan Z has slipped down. They ended up taking 12th place. So that's where we are for round seven. We only have one more round to go. Um, um, rounds, round eight will actually be um, the 4th and the 5th of November um, at Moteji. Now, in the 300 series, current rankings right now, third place, the realized Nissan Mechanic Mechanic. GTR team, um, kind of challenge GTR team is actually sitting in third. The Gainer Tenax team is actually sitting in eighth place. That's for the 300 series. In the 500 series, we're actually not doing too bad. Second place is car number three. The Nitera Multi Z is actually sitting there. We've got some points to make up. I don't know how um, how that's going to play out. It, it's all just going to depend how round eight goes for us. Uh, but may but it sounds like they're going to be 
pretty good for sitting on the podium somehow with that. So fifth place uh, for team ranking, uh, car number one, Team Impulse Z, formerly Calisonic team. And sixth place, car number 23, uh, Team Nismo or the Multiple Alltech Z. So we're not doing too bad as far as team rankings is concerned. So, yeah. Now, um, and this is the second year that the new Z has been competing uh, in Super GT, I believe, right? I mean, it's last year was uh, the new Z essentially took first last year, I believe. And this now this year, um, would you say they're doing just as good as last year, or maybe I would say they're, they're not doing too bad. I mean, um, you got to remember also that the car number 23 that car took a massive, um, it did. Um, destruction nothing short than that i mean the whole car basically had to be redone um right at the time of the uh, the break um so they had to rebuild that car they had some coming back from that but they were killing it prior to that which is why their ranking is so high still um so let's see how they do as far as making it back up to uh, maybe a stronger podium finish for now, but the Nitera Multal Z has kind of steadily been been holding strong this entire series, um, mm-hmm. which is why they're kind of sitting where they're at for second ranking right now. So, gotcha. But again, gotcha, we'll man. keep you updated. If we had a Facebook page, I would uh, <laughs> that was working, and we weren't in Facebook jail for the freaking uh, Nissan Nerd Podcast page. I love to usually put up the. The race when it's live, but unfortunately, yeah. I did some research on that. By a side note, I was looking into it, trying to get some updates. Still, same status under review. What the hell's going on? We're still no idea. Instagram's still being good to us right now. Instagram's good to us. So yeah, yeah. For those who would like like more from us, go to our Instagram, sign up with that one for sure. And if you want to know more what's happening with the uh, with Super GT as a whole, you can subscribe. Uh, Instagram has some really good coverage, some really good back. Um, you know, uh, some great photos as far as uh, photo coverage, video live coverage um, that's available through Instagram. I should say live coverage, but um, photo coverage and some really good um, pitch shots uh, is really kind of where I grab all these photos from is all mm-hmm. from the Instagram pages. Again, you can check that out through the Super GT Instagram. And then, of course, uh, Nismo has a really good coverage of everything that they have uh, with the Super GT racing series right now. So, yeah. I highly recommend following those. So, gotcha. All right, gotcha, and GT four series, yep. um, you are going to be covering here for us today, right? Sure, I am. Yes. So, uh, since we last um, left off with the GT four America series, of course, we do have two of the new Z uh, entries, GT four spec Z cars. That is with our team, uh, Tech Sport Racing. Uh, they uh, have their two entries. Of course, we're talking about the number 22 car, which is the black and red GT4Z. The drivers are Eric Powell and Colin Harrison. And then you have the number 23 car, the white and red Z car. That is driven by Brian Highcotter and Tyler Stone. Uh, Honestly, uh, these were the last two rounds of the season, uh, round 13 and 14. They took place October 5th and 6th. it happened at Indianapolis Motor Speedway in Indiana. Um, what was really cool about this track is that, of course, it's the legendary Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's a high-speed ring. Um, if 
and I'll get into the results in a second here. But what I'm really seeing is that um, it seems like the Z car is doing really good with the high speed rings. Even even if the even if the entire course is not the ring, we're seeing some really good results when part part of the course is a high speed ring. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into it then. So we're going to start off with round thirteen. Eric Powell and Colin Harrison qualified twenty uh, fifth. Uh, now, however, they were able to finish the race uh, 17th place overall. So they did have an improvement there. And then uh, it was eighth position for their class uh, specifically. So again, 17th overall, uh, eighth into the class. Now, Brian Heikotter and Tyler Stone in round 13, they qualified 31st. They were even further behind in race one there. Now, however, they were able to finish uh, essentially 10th in their class and 32nd overall. Um, this is a huge gain, though. When you go think about it, starting in 31st place uh, and, and finishing 10th in class, um, they were actually awarded with the Hard Charger Award from the GT4 Series, which is the car or driver team that uh, gained the most positions in a race. And uh, this is actually the second time that uh, – TechSport Racing has received this award. And I believe the last one was at Sebring, which was that high-speed ring. That's yep. where I was thinking. I see these connections. Now, if you combine that with improvements that the team has made in the car progressively, again, this is the last race of the year. Uh, really, they're leaving it all out on the track, essentially. You know, uh, Getting into the next race that happened on Sunday, uh, Eric Powell and Colin Harrison, they qualified 27th to start. However, they did finish uh, ninth in their class, 19th overall. So they did see a gain. It's it's progressively during these races that they were able to just really start just chomping through, through the races, uh, through the positions. So we do see progress there. Uh, Brian Heikotter and Tyler Stone in that second race on Sunday qualified 13th. And finished seventh in their class, 24th overall. So, um, you know, in total, both of our drivers, both our cars, I should say, brought in 12 points for TechSport Racing this last weekend. And uh, honestly, that marks the end of the season, end of 2023 season. Uh, in summary, if, if, you're, if you're interested to know, in their class, which is the Pro-Am class, there were 20 entries 20 team entries this year. Uh, Texport Racing uh, finishes ninth uh, place as a team out of out of those 20 entries. So I want to say congrats to the team. I hope they've really enjoyed this 2023 season, and I believe I do see preparations already being made for 2024 and TechSport. Uh, if if the uh, rumors are to be believed here, I believe uh, we'll, we'll see them again. Uh, representing Nissan and the Z car in 2024. So uh, that that resumes, or sorry, that uh, that concludes the GT4 race uh, this this year, this season, and uh, we'll be moving on and checking in with them. But of course, I believe the next race doesn't happen until late March of uh, next year. So it's going to be a little bit until our next um, our next recap, uh, unless we hear anything between now and then. So we'll we'll go ahead and keep you guys updated. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll have to kind of check in with those guys. Maybe we can get some of those uh, 
maybe some of the racers or some of the uh, pit folks to kind of come on with us since they've got some downtime right now that they've got, we'll ask them if they're going to get the lawnmower men helmets and uh, (laughs) see if they're getting any development like that. So we'll see how that goes. By the way, for those that don't know, um, Mike and Haley actually did some great coverage um, of one of the race events where they got some really good footage, some good interviews. Um, You can go back and listen to a few of our, podcast back it was maybe like yes. two or three um where we actually did some great interviews with those folks and uh, some good insights on what's happening with the cars racer development team development so uh i, I um i found that pretty astonishing um yeah. that we were able to get all that stuff and they've been they're great folks uh they were super um super open to helping everybody out and they've they've opened themselves up to uh, car corrals for the Nissan community. So um, yeah. tell me that's not cool. So yeah, we're going to, it's kind of uh, sweet, bittersweet that the, the season's kind of now ended, but yeah. uh, I can't kind of wait for the next one. So that'd be pretty awesome. I, I will say you're, you're absolutely right. Miles though, every race that they've participated in this year from a Z enthusiast perspective, no matter where you are in the U S has been essentially a party for those in the area, you know, you, yeah. you, you go out there, you take your Z, you get preferred parking, you get some parade laps. And then the tech sport racing team, my hats off to them. You know, a lot of teams could say, Hey, we're busy. We can't afford to have you near us. We can't talk to you right now. Tech sport wasn't doing that. They were saying, Oh, Hey, are you doing all right? Um, yeah. Pop a squat, take a seat if you need to. Uh, very, very hospitable, very nice people. So um, I really hope that continues in 2024. And, um, yeah, those interviews that you mentioned, they are on our YouTube channel. Uh, we spoke with uh, Brian Highcotter and Tyler Stone. And then the other interview was with two of the Nismo uh, engineers um, that were re- that are responsible for the GT4 entry. So great interviews. Check out our uh, podcast network and YouTube channel. You can get a hand. Uh, you can get you can see those there. So at uh, this part, we're actually going to be starting to dive into our special segment. You know, sometimes we do this with Back Alley Chat. Sometimes we do uh, product uh, news, where we, which is obviously our shut up and take our money. But today, we're actually going to be setting up for an interview uh, today. It's been a while since we've kind of done that. Now, um, Mike, uh, let's talk a little bit about this interview. What do we got coming up? For sure. Now, yeah, it has been just a little while since our last one, our last interview. And... Guys, yeah, for those who haven't really seen what we've done with interviews, is that typically what we like to do is we like to promote businesses and enthusiasts that um, uh, really contribute to the Nissan community in whether large ways, small ways. Uh, We are a very modest grassroots podcast, so we do what we can to promote those who are willing to hang out with us and talk with us. it's really easy to talk Nissan with anybody who's really willing to talk about it. So we did find one uh, great person to talk with. Um, she's got a business here that specializes in first-generation uh, Datsun Z cars. Uh, Miles, go take the rest. How did y'all? How did you find her? By the way, you're the one who found her, uh, our our guest here, and uh, how'd that work out? Well, from time to time, I kind of fall onto an S30 chassis, and I'm always kind of looking for car parts. And it's always nice to have a certain number of vendors uh, or, or, or just business owners that, that cater to that particular addiction, 
which is very specific. Um, so I, I actually was kind of shopping online and I heard through the grapevine, like, Hey, you got to call this person. Um, they pretty much have a slew of these, of S30 stuff if you, if you should need it. And I'm like, Oh, okay, great. So I started kind of just shopping around. I started shopping their website. And of course um, I just started up a conversation about it and I, I probably probed them a little too early. Like, Hey, like tell me a little bit about your business. They're like, do you want car parts or not? What's going on? Here? <laughs> so, um, so, and that's kind of what happened with this one. Um, so I, I was kind of probing around and, I found these folks and, and we're going to be bringing it on here in just a moment. Now, um, hailing, of course, from uh, Denver, Colorado, we have a longtime Nissan Z car owner and enthusiast. Um, this is actually uh, junkyard Jenny Boyd, um, and she's going to be coming on here with us in just a few moments. But basically, she's the proprietor of a successful online business, which basically specializes in first generation Z cars. And uh, we're going to go ahead and bring her on right now. So. All right. Uh, Jenny, are you there? Uh, Hi. Green room. <laughs> hey. <laughs> thank you for hanging out in the green room. It's been a minute. I thank you. Thanks for your patience and on that one. Listen to all our IT issues, and then of course all our Nissan news and motorsports. So um, thank you for staying on with us and staying in our green room. I hope you enjoyed the virtual water and snacks. So. <laughs> oh, they were delicious. Yes, and thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. No, it's great. I actually, like I said, we, we were super excited to have you on the show. And of course, um, it, it's always nice when we have an opportunity to um, to, uh, to talk with vendors that are very in our world. I mean, they're kind of Nissan nerds in themselves. And you very much are a Nissan nerd or a Datsun nerd in this case. So uh, thank you again for coming on with us. Now, I want to talk a little bit about um, the business. Of course, uh, you know, Obviously, you're specializing in S30 um, used car parts, which is a very niche market, and it's a very up-and-coming market, I would think, at this point, because with the development of everything that's happening with price ranges with the S30 and stuff. But when did you discover um, or own your first Z car? Uh, how did you get the addiction? How was the bug? Well, I got the I got the addiction uh, back in Votech um, when I was like, oh my gosh, 16, 17 years old. Um, I had a there was a, a kid who had moved from Georgia who had a, I think a 77 or 78. That was the first time I'd ever seen one, and I fell in love with them and vowed one day I'd have one. And uh, 1996, I, I bought this one over here, not that one, this one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I've had that car forever. And then I did, uh, did some modifications to it back in 2013. And then the leftover parts that I had, I thought, well, I'll stick these up on eBay and, you know, see if I can sell them. And sure enough, I did. And then, uh, meanwhile, I bought another car and sold those parts. And then I bought another car and sold those parts. And before I knew it, it was kind of snowballing. And, uh, I really tell people I got lucky. I just, I love the Z cars. I, you know, I've known them for, for years and, um, I'd always kind of been a sort of a seller on eBay. And so I just kind of combined the two, quit my day job and it just took off. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, got a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. So you said 20, 2013, that's when the first sales kind of began. Yeah. That's when they really began. I had to actually become a legit business in 2015. Um, that year I actually grossed uh, just over a hundred thousand dollars in sales. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 
it was crazy. <laughs> well, if you think about it, you're, well, I would say you could either, you could cheat yourself and say you're celebrating your 10 years now, or you're celebrating your eight years. It's up to eight you. Eight to 10 so. years. That's. Yeah. That's I, I don't know. I think I'm going to wait till, wait till 2025. Cause I think that's really when I made it official. <laughs> That's when I got my well, first 1099, let's just say. I'd <laughs> say when you're legal. When I was legal. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, that's huge amount of, of, of money to, to be putting there. And, I, you know, I, I always watch your, your feeds and you're always like, picked up another one, picked up another one. And I'm like, oh, man. I was like, and so you're not just a person. And for those that don't know you're you're not just a person that picks up cars strips them down and sells parts but you're also a lover of z's too as well so you sometimes you'll be like you'll you'll put your hands out and you'll feel the vibe on the car you're like all right this is a saver right or this one's like no that's gonna be a parts car how do you make that determination well it's even deeper than that too i mean honestly oh yeah so sometimes i'll pick up a car and then i'll kind of ask for the backstory on it and then of course, every car I give a stock number so I can tell how much money it's making. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, sometimes I'll give them names based on their previous owners. It's um, a, it's a bad know, thing. Or, it's just like when you name dogs, you're going to keep them. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, their stock number will be based on their other previous owner and the story behind it. A lot of the stories are kind of sad. You know, I might have one that where the where the owner passed away and I ended up with what was left of it or, you know, something to that effect. Um but yeah, no. If I do get a car in that's that's worthy of uh, of rebuild, I'll take I'll take the hit and I'll sell it as a complete unit because I'd really rather see it back on the road than part it out. Um, I have a lot of people who are telling me, no, don't you know, don't part that car out, save it. And then I take the tail lights off and the whole tail panel just collapses and rust. It's like that one's uh, not savable, you know. Um, I do yeah. I do save the ones that I can. I absolutely do, and I I, I would sell them to somebody who's going to rebuild it, bring it back to life. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, um, so um, I know we had a chance to talk a little bit earlier this week, too. And I, I love the fact that you, you have this passion for the car. You have such a knowledge base for the car. Um, it plays into the products you're selling. Right. And the quality of the parts, too. Like, just like Miles said, it's it's. You're, you're an actual enthusiast of the car so you you have a, a knowledge of the car that you, you know whether a used part is worth selling or not it's not you're not selling junk you can, you're able to evaluate that part but also clean it up and package properly because i'm sure there's a lot of errors that other people make or or how, how does that work what's your process when you when you start tearing apart and packaging parts Oh, certainly. Yeah. When I, when I get a car in, I'll, you know, I'll give it a good look over. Um, you know, for example, we all know that, that the door glass has a tendency to be really scratched on these cars. And so, you know, I might get a car in that's really dusty. If I take the door glass out, I'm going to clean it up really well. Sometimes I'll even try to polish the scratches out of the glass just to make sure, you know, that it's something that I would want to put in my own car. Um, if it's real bad, then I'll just break it down or I'll take the metal frame off of it and sell just the metal frame. Those do rust out. Um, but a lot of times the glass is just too scratched to sell and I'm not going to put that up for sale or say the clocks, for example, um, yeah. you know, I get a lot of clocks that don't work. I'll put power to them. If they don't work, then I soak them in a little bit of like gasoline vapor, shake them up, beat them up, you know, do what I have to do and then make them work. <laughs> and then if, if I can make them work, then I, then they get a good polish. Um, you know, some, a little bit of restoration. I don't do like full on 
factory concourse restorations. I do them to, you know, for more than more of a daily driver kind of a person. You're going to see, you know, with me, you're going to get maybe the occasional run in the paint or, you know, I, I just did a toolkit and uh, I did it Massey Ferguson red. It's not Nissan red. <laughs> 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 you know, so it's like, it's close, but it's not the right color. And, you know, I just do that really for the, for the daily, the daily driver person who wants nice looking parts and they don't want to get this part, have to clean it up, have to test it. Does it work? Does it not? You know, the, every part's going to be clean, tested and ready to install. And I, I think that's the thing that separated it's funny. That's the kind of the thing that drew me to talking to you for a potential interview. And really the reason why you're here, because your level of quality and pretest for all your stuff is, is not really what you would see normally in the business. Like some people will be like, yeah, I've got a clock and they'll, they'll throw it in a box and they'll, they'll ship it and it's full of dust and right. you know, whatever it's been sitting in whatever uh, shop for 20 years and it smells like cigarettes and whatever, right. <laughs> and oil. And that's just the way it is. But you actually take a lot of time to make sure that, you know, you're, these people are getting what they're hoping for. You know, it's kind of like Christmas every time these people are getting boxes from you. And I, I, I really think that's one of the main reasons why you're, you're, uh, you're escalating to, to, to be one of the top used um, 240 Z parts vendors that are out there and because these things aren't available yeah there's people that are retroing and making this stuff but there are some hardcore people that really want the original pieces and know that they can at least get a good functioning piece um, and go from there oh sure you know and, let, and let's say that clock doesn't function and i can't make it work i'm still going to clean it and polish it and all that and then i just put it in the parts bin and then, you know, so if somebody needs a knob, if somebody needs the face off of it or just the lens or maybe a, a harness off of it or something, I'll yeah, put it off of that. You're pretty proud of the no part too small. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You told me, uh, what is it the other day you t uh, we were talking and you said, um, somebody called me and they just needed a spring. And you're oh. like, and you oh, yeah, it was spring. the spring on the lock cylinder. He needed the spring on the lock cylinder so that, you know, when you put the key in it comes back he needed that i'm like yeah heck yeah i got that <laughs> and, and that's the thing that's why you're here you know that it's it's one of those like attention to detail it, it, the super nerddom is at a higher level <laughs> with you and i i kind of appreciated that and uh and um and i could appreciate that attention to detail because i nerd out in that way in regard and you're you're a um you're a, a one a one woman operation as it were right so you're yeah. in there literally cleaning parts and, and putting them back to the best of your ability um to the way to pre-loss to precondition basically right yep yep i absolutely do um i'm not i'm not a big fan of of that facebook that you so lovingly refer to <laughs> i am i'm so. still if they had my space still up i would still be on my i know space. right i know i, I i'm I an antiquated kind of dude I apologize. oh antiquated here i get my cars from craigslist so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. so yeah that's where i get my cars and you know yeah it's i definitely think that that you know the nerd side of it is definitely there. I've got part numbers and interchanges memorized. I've got my inventory memorized, you know, so it's like, I'm definitely nerding out on these, these Datsuns. I think they're, they're great. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's my glass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of inventory, you're absolutely right. I know um, we've got a few pictures we'll sh we're going to be sharing here in the background, but 
what's your inventory look like? I mean, you so this is eight years in now. Well, I mean, it's how is it grown? floating, right? You, you're you're saying that you're constantly getting inventory, cars kind of come and go, but um, yeah, this is just a few. This is just from today. Yeah. So you know, and we were kind of talking about that. I mean, it's it's funny, like. This is just kind of like a goal. I know it sounds crazy. Like some people would be like, oh, you know, um, you've got the yard. But I mean, to me, it's all gold. You know, it's like. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like this car here, the one that we're looking at here, this one came to me. You're basically looking at how I got it. Um, but I, I dug deeper and I literally took out like the like the, you know, the, the, the bolts for the sill plate. And I sold those um, or the screws, you know, for the sill plates. I sold those. It still had the toolbox lids on it. Took those out, sold them. Um, you know, so that car made me a little bit of money, believe it or not. <laughs> and I just thought it was too pretty to, you know, to take apart. I'm sure the doors are actually in probably really good shape. I can't remember if they are or not, but I'm keeping that car as kind of, that's my yard art. That's my advertising. Ah. You know, that yeah. I love right. that car. So it's let's, just, let, let's talk about the, uh, the weird, right? Okay. Yeah. So we've, we've all bought in cars that we are just like, okay, I'm buying this car as a parts car. And you find the weirdest thing in these cars when you're, I mean, let's talk oh. about weird. All right. What have you found that's weird <laughs> in a car? <laughs> well, I just did one that I actually plucked out of the mountains and I found the weirdest stuff in it. So, um, I found, um, MREs, meal ready to eat, kits from Buckley Air Force Base from 1972, three of them. That was their bug out vehicle? Huh? The Datsun was their bug out vehicle? Oh yeah, must have been. There was was a box of um, Trojans in there that I believe- Gotta be safe, gotta be safe in the apocalypse. You never know. Well, no, they expired in 1979. It's all right, they're they're, they're good, trust me, they're good. Yeah, it's really interesting stuff. Um, so that was that was definitely yeah. And then the last gas receipt was in that car. I thought it was ironic. It was July fourth, nineteen eighty-seven. Was the last time that car was filled up with gas. Wow. So yeah. fourth of July. You probably still have real gas in that car before it. It is whatever. Let it. Let it. Yeah. Yeah. Let it gas. The abomination of the gas that's in it. You know? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That car was pretty gross. I I took the exhaust manifold off of it and it just, the, the corrosion that was in cylinder number six, even after, oh my gosh, how many years would that be? 35 years just came like pouring out of the exhaust hole on the head. I mean, not even pouring out. It was like spooging out and i couldn't believe it was still semi-liquid after wow. all these, it was disgusting i didn't even bother taking the head off i mean this car was just so bad everything from the belt line down was toast so let's talk a little bit about your personal history so obviously you're a Datsun fan and obviously you're truly into restoring these cars right now but you also have a little bit of a racing history too as well uh yourself right yeah actually well it did start with this car this car behind me um i've had that car for 27 years and when i met my husband um you know he was a a a drag racer um he actually did some honda drag racing believe it or not and he wanted to get into more rear-wheel drive stuff so we raced this car for one season um heard it twice just by breaking axles in it (laughs) and i said yeah no i'm not this car i'm done with this car so we ended up going out and buying a, a Fox body Mustang 
and the then built that one and did, did some racing with it. Um, unfortunately, we wrecked that one in 2016. We he wrecked that one in 2016. So we um, built another one from the ground up, and uh, that one I'd been racing for quite some time, actually. Um, there was one year, gosh, I wish I would have sent you some pictures. You guys would love this. There was one year where my Mustang was down. I believe it was the 2021 season. And I ended up driving a friend of mine. He had a, a 1974 Skyline C110, right-hand drive. Wow. Yeah. That's the, that's the Ken Mary. yeah. This thing was such a blast. It was a, you know, obviously it's not a Nissan anymore. It's got a 481X turbo motor in but um that car was just such a riot to, to drag race and uh it <laughs> right hand drive so that one was really fun so it's kind of neat to to be able to to drag race and still be into the Datsuns and we're actually considering taking maybe one of these chassis out there I was gonna the ask I was like I, I I see that in your future I mean <laughs> I don't see you reviving I can't see you reviving the Orient Express but <laughs> no no <laughs> no, that one's pretty shot. <laughs> but I can see you doing something cool. Yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome. That'd be a nice shop vehicle. So yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. That would definitely would be fun. We've got uh, my local track has has closed down officially now, so we've got about a year to sort of regroup and figure out what we're gonna do. I know we're gonna rebuild my Mustang. I did have a pretty nasty wreck in 2022. We kind of sort of rebuilt it a little bit, but not to the specs that we want to build it to. So now we've got a year that we can really put some effort into it and get it back to where it needs to be. And maybe in the 2025 season, we'll have two cars or maybe three. It just depends. <laughs> just depends on how, what the future holds for us. So, so the market's yeah. been good enough for you to, to really put a lot of, I, I mean, we've talked offline, but I mean, that, that whole shop behind you is basically dedicated primarily to just the, the Datsun business that's going on right now. So obviously business is doing well. I mean, we know that the Z market is kind of, um, especially the S30 market is kind of shooting up right now. So the, the price on parts, I would assume is increasing as well, but basically what, you know, from you, you've got, you probably got your thumb on the pulse higher than anybody else. If I had to guess. So what is the Z car parts market? Like, is there, is there rarity? Is there scarcity? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, there is. I'm seeing a lot. Um, really, um, the, the biggest shift I'm seeing is that um, people are going from the resto mods. Um, at least my customers are coming from the resto mods and going back to uh, OEM. I'm finding a lot of customers are looking more for like they, they want the, the SUs. They don't want the Webers or the Makunis. I mean, I'm sure they're still out there. You know, they're, that's just not my customer. My customer's kind of looking more for the OEM stuff. Um, and yeah, there is a, there's still a pretty high demand, uh, but I gotta be honest with you. Sometimes I feel really guilty about the prices that I see, you know, when, when somebody's asking $3,500 for a radio, I sold mine for 1500. I just, I can't do it. I can't, no. I just, I don't, I, I can't sleep at night when I see prices like that, you know, price gouging. Yeah. Um, some of my prices are a little bit high and, uh, you know, I'll look over them about once every couple of weeks and I'll go through and I'll lower the prices or one policy I've kind of always had was if you see something on eBay and you think the price is high or, or you really need that part, call me. I probably have a duplicate. I always sell my things to outside of eBay customers for much cheaper because I can save the fees. Mm -hmm. um, I have tons of parts in inventory that are not on eBay simply because I haven't had the time to upload them. 
you know, so eBay is not, eBay's got maybe a 10th of my inventory on, not even a 10th of my inventory on it. So, you know, if there's something you need for your car, let's say, you, let's say you do need that elusive sill plate screw. You're not going to find it on eBay, but call me. I have it. <laughs> uh, inventory is a big one, too, because I know you mentioned. So we saw pictures here, you know, of some of the cars, but you've got more than that, right? You, you've got. Um, yeah, those shipping containers. I've got two of them and they are full nose to tail with shelves. The shelving is is even organized. Each shelf has a has a numerical and a alphabetical uh, location. And then all my parts are in totes based on those locations. And I know where everything is. Had a customer this morning ask me, he says, I need a series one fan and fan clutch. Do you have it? And I said, yeah. He says, we'll go out to the yard and get it. And I said, okay. And I called him back in five minutes with it in my hand because I knew right where it was. Wow. So, yeah. So I yeah, yeah, that's kind of, kind of nice to be able to, to just go out there and grab something knowing where it is. I love that too, that sense of organization. Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, part of my job, there's a rule that says if you can't find it right within a certain amount of time, whether it's a minute or 30 seconds or you know that quickly, then there's a mm -hmm. problem. But the fact that you've got, you know exactly where it's at, it seems like you've got an awesome system on hand Yeah, to, to, to be very responsive. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like I said, everything too gets cleaned, photographed, and then inventoried into those into those shipping containers. And so I kind of, like I said, I know where everything, one of the shipping containers is kind of the new arrivals. And so I, that one, I really haven't gone through like one side of it is new arrivals. And I haven't really gone through that side yet. But well, what I'll do is when I'm not dismantling a car and I'm finished with all of its inventory, then I'll, I might go out there and just grab a whole shelf of stuff and bring it in. And then that'll get processed and cleaned up. And then it goes into the other container where it gets cataloged. And, you know, then I know where everything is. So like that gray car there, it's got a stock number. I think that's, oh, I believe that's CO3. It's a 1973. Um, the doors, the driver's side door on that one is going to be being picked up from a guy. I can't remember where he's at, but he's got family in Denver. So he's coming to get that door. Tom, yeah. Jenny, you're not working right now. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, I'm like just I saying, it's like, you know, I know. Uh, yeah. And my inventory is all in my head. <laughs> so, you know, when you get a car in, I mean, what are the few common items, which I guess seem to be overly popular? Like they're just, everybody needs those all the time. I mean, I'm not, not necessarily rare, but like, you know that, okay, I need to set this aside. Like those are always the things that people need for that car. Um, manual pedal assemblies, five-speed transmissions, um, N47 heads, N42 blocks, uh, you know, 240Z turn signal lights. Um, I mean, hazard switches from pretty much any year except for the 74 to 76 i can't sell those to save my life <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know and really in door glass um all these racks are full of door glass that you see there but those are kind of my you know they're, they're like the the b-sides they're they're the not great ones i kind of wait for something better to come it'll, in it'll get you down the road glass yeah those are my cheap ones um it'll pass inspection glass yeah 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 exactly so really and a lot of stuff is a lot of it's cosmetic but every once in a while i will get somebody who's like i desperately need an e88 head with a c cam or you know i need a timing cover or something to all that the effect. weird all the weird dots and nerd questions yeah 
Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, there are things that I've got multiples of that I can't sell. You know, like the, the trim that goes over the, the dome light, for example. I probably have 20 of those just in various colors, you know, just <laughs> sitting there waiting for a new home. <laughs> um, are there any parts that you're that you're finding are, are hard or rare to come by nowadays with the S30 chassis? Yeah, um, radios, AM radios for sure. Um, power antennas with the pointy tip. I'm having a hard time getting those. Um, really anything series one. Um, kind of struggling to get a hold of. And when I do get a hold of it, I'm, you know, I'm I, that first car, that, that car I did a couple of weeks ago, this red one, I, I call it a series one transition car. It's it, not a true series one with the vents, but it had, you know, the series one alternators, you know, metal fan, you know, the, the earlier stuff mixed in with the later stuff. Um, but it had a good radio, a good AM radio and, you know, stuff like that. But there was a lot of things on it that I literally had to throw away because they were, just not in great shape. I mean, it had a pointy tip antenna on it, but the mast had a cut in it. Like somebody had nicked it with a, I don't know, pair of pliers or something. And it was just heartbreaking. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> but I kept the body of it, you know, cause I know that the motor works. And one day, one day I'll come across a, a pointy tip mast with a bad motor and I'll put the two together. <laughs> so I'm going to keep some it. Magic. Yeah. You, you'll, you'll, you'll piece, you'll, find that perfect combination too. To, yeah. To, to, so you're just not, and the other thing too, I wanted to mention as well is you're not only, you're not necessarily also pulling parts. You actually take the time to, um, and people can't see all this cause it's all to the left and the right of you, but mm -hmm. you, you actually take the time to like blast parts. If you know, somebody's going to be putting it in a paint. All right, cool. And you'll prep it for them. Mm -hmm. And then you, and then your, your packaging, is uh, is at a whole nother level from what I understand. Like you're you're spending the time to actually wrap everything versus you know normally you order stuff and it, you get it shipped and then it's always breaks in that one little spot mm -hmm. where it's weak. And don't get me wrong, I like Datsun S30s. I've had a few of them before. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about the quality in the 70s of some of this plastic stuff from the beginning. I mean, you breathe on it wrong and it's gonna crack on you. So you're getting these pieces that are like you know, unicorn horns. And so you're making, you're taking the time to make sure that when these things do ship, that they're shipping with quality, they're clean and then they're shipped out with quality and love in mind as well. And that, again, that's one thing that I believe separates you from most your typical vendor where you get it, you got a 50, 50 shot of it being not damaged when they took it out. And then of course a 50, 50 shot of getting it damaged when it ships. <laughs> right. So, exactly. And that's, that's one, you know, I mean, when it comes to cleaning the parts, yeah, I have a blaster, I have a hot tank, I've got a, um, a sonic, sonic cleaner. Um, I do a lot of the vinegar and salt things, you know, I mean, I, I do anything I can to really clean them up. And then of course they'll either get painted or clear coated, or I don't have a zinc plater yet. Um, probably yeah. going to start working on that. Maybe, maybe mid year next year, I might start zinc plating. Um, things like that. But yeah, when it comes to packaging, what I like to do is I imagine I'm getting the part. And so, you know, like, the, like I, I shipped out a taillight today and it got, you know, it got double wrapping this way and then double wrapping that way and then wrapped in paper and then, you know, bubble wrap around that. So I really want to make sure that the parts get there. Um, I do have a, you know, a guy over here is asking me about, um, about warranties. I literally guarantee everything I sell absolutely guarantee everything I sell is. So 
Um, if I send you a part and it arrives, let's say, let's say a combination switch, or no, here's a better example. I had refurbished a hazard switch on the 77, 78, got into it, cleaned all the connections, did everything, shipped it off to the guy. He said, only the passenger side of my car is working. The driver's side's not. I said, okay, send it back. And he sent it back and I gave him a full refund. And I will do that on everything. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, with these cars, I don't want to stick people with parts that don't work, that are ugly. They're just not happy with it, whatever. I'm real easy when it comes to returns. Uh, I want to make sure that my customers are happy. Yeah. You know, I don't. For those that don't know, the question that was asked, if you're not, if you're following the YouTube, <laughs> not following the feed, um, which there's a difference. Um, yeah. It's a Jenny, I signed on late, so maybe you answered this question already. Um, do you give a warranty on any moving parts or electronics, which she just discussed right now? So mm -hmm. that was the answer to that question, yeah. just for you know. Um, uh, George, George just followed up as well, said great policy, shows integrity and honesty. So oh, that's great, great things. Thank so, you, George, for that. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank um, you, George. <laughs> for sure. I, like, well, like I said, I mean, it's, you know, I know well, this, this truck over here, for example, I just bought a speedometer or instrument cluster for it and I plugged it in and the only thing that worked was the check engine light. And when I, when I messaged, when I messaged the seller, he said, that's the risk you take when you buy a used electronic part. No. Oh, what? No, that's what a seller supposed to, it's supposed to be that, that verification and security that comes with. Right. And you obviously have it the right, you have it the right you way. You have the right mindset yeah. as a business well, owner. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, so now I'm stuck with a part that doesn't work and he's not going to refund me. And to me, that's, that's unfair. And I'm not going to do that to my customers. If I send you a tachometer, I can't test it. That's the problem. I can't test my parts. I don't have, you know, the right equipment. I don't have donor vehicles laying around with good batteries, you know? So if I get a tack and it's not responding or it's responding wrong, I don't know that. So I'll clean it up. I'll make it pretty. I send it to you. If you plug it in and it doesn't work, I'm going to refund your money. The only thing I don't do is refund the labor. Okay. And that's kind of where it's like, well, that's what you get for buying these parts. <laughs> it's like, you have to, you have to draw your line. Yeah, you have yeah. to draw the line. And, and some of that kind yeah. of comes with buying used cars. I mean, that, that's just how it is. And for, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I mean, I, I've bought a lot of cars. And in my younger days, when I wasn't doing a lot of my own work, um, you know, people like you were kind of a godsend to me. Yeah. So I, I knew that I could at least, I always had that to fall back on. I knew I was at the end of the day, I knew I was going to get the part working. It just, if it was going to happen on the first or the second one. And for me back when I cared at that point in my life, it was like, it was the originality. I was trying to keep things, you know, um, as original that I wanted everything to be at that time. So, I mean, it says a lot on it. And that's kind of, again, one of the reasons why you're here, Jenny, and why we wanted to show um, show support by uh, talking about your business. So. Now, you did mention, like, right, having great quality in mind and, and consideration for the customer and the deal and, and the work that, that you're giving them. You know, I was looking through your eBay store that you mentioned, and mm -hmm. I'm going to share my screen and share this. This is Jeez. actually awesome to see and real I had, time we're real time grilling jenny all right yeah yeah no 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 we're not even grilling this is this is this is a feather in the cap because when you look at her ebay store it's over ten thousand items sold through ebay Jesus. and you've got a 100 percent positive feedback like how do you manage hundred percent uh, <laughs> over ten thousand items that is an insane statistic and it's amazing it's, it's it's a great that brings confidence if i'm a if i'm a buyer looking looking through your catalog and i see that like it, i don't know how did you man i mean is that just because it's just in your nature i mean 
how did you manage does that? It, hold on. And does it cause you stress at night? Uh, actually, it does. It does. <laughs> well, so last, it was like two or three weeks ago, I had sold um, a distributor to one guy and some bumperettes to another. And I got their packages backward. Ah. Uh, I have never done that in my entire existence. Okay. And I, so they both contacted me and they're like, hey, we got the wrong thing. And so I was leaving for vacation. And so what I did is I just reprinted the labels and I mailed them to them. And I was like, can you stick this on this box and you stick this on this box and send nice. it back? And I'm just waiting for the negative feedback. Oh, you know, oh. I will say one in every 10,000 is a pretty good track record. I know, but I know yeah. I'm going to get it. Okay, so yeah, so you're scrolling up there. You see those those bumper brackets there, the, the second one. No, no, one more down, down the, 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 the 260Z bumper brackets right there. Okay. okay. I need to refurbish those. I guess. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. It's, those look like see, you're starting to nerd out. So, yeah, so. I'm totally nerding out. Haley <laughs> um, Myers chimed in here and she said, how many of your cars inventoried actually end up in your garage? Oh, I end up in my garage. <laughs> um, actually, none. I've been pretty good. And I think it's because I have this one um, uh, that yeah. I already don't drive. So I don't need to add any more to the corral that I don't drive. <laughs> sure say, do you want one more? If, if you could have one more in the garage, I know you probably already have a year in mind. I don't know. You know, honestly, I don't, I don't know if I do want another one because uh, it's, I don't know. I just, I love parting them out. <laughs> now, you know what is, I, I do the same thing. I buy 300s from time to time, Z32s. And mm -hmm. I do the same thing. I, I kind of enjoy parting them out. It, it becomes a little, dare I say, like uh, meditation. Like I kind of zone out and, yeah. and I enjoy awesome. like filling the need for, for somebody that would need that part and then my buddies too like hey does anybody need this and i call them and we all just we're around a campfire if you will which is this dilapidated z32 that we're going to strip down like ants you know stripping down <laughs> a, you know a piece of candy in the street and it's just, right it's all gone like in a matter of like you know 24 hours but it's it's a great story we had fun doing it and yep. um you know everybody got parts of it you know that they needed i mean that's 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 a pretty cool karma way to live and uh and it sounds like you're kind of living that way as well Well, the, the worst part is i got in this one the other day and i took it for a drive and i'm i'm kind of looking around and i'm like man so i have a dashboard for it that i got on a right. horde that i bought beautiful sure. dashboard haven't put it in it's been probably five years that i've had that dash um okay. You know, the door poles, those suckers on this car are like super faded and kind of warped, but I know I've got a really nice set of them. I need to pull those and put them in this car. Uh, you know, little things like that, that, you know, that, or the, the, the dash, the, the, the defrost cowl on mine's got a little tiny bend in it. You know, I've got ones that are perfect. You could probably start doing like the whole, like building towards a con, you know, semi-concourse kind of thing. I mean, I mean it's not like you don't have the inventory. Or the well, yeah. for it, so. That car is so modified. It's, it's not concourse no. quality. I, so you have one great, yeah. one mild. <laughs> now you got two Datsuns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't I, listen to us because this is how yeah. the addiction starts with us. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, know. Yeah. I know. No, yeah. I just can't. I just, my biggest problem is I just don't have the time. I don't have the time, you know, to really 
to build another one between between this car and the race car i'm kind of tapped out for time so yeah well you know. i mean these parts taking the time to clean them mm -hmm. and, and all those are those translates those minutes translates into hours and then answering and fielding all the phone calls that you do and kind of go from there yeah um, oh Ryan yeah said, addiction what <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well and, and that's what i was wondering too because i'll give you an example there was a few parts that i had multiples of and I had I had like four four of the same part, and I always told myself, well, I'm going to keep one for myself and sell the other three. Mm -hmm. And then, sure enough, I sold all four in one day. Like it was just like, what happened to my own collection? Like it, it's hard to say and no. And what do you tell your brain? You tell your brain, you know what? I'm just going to buy more. To and ah, that's how it is. And yeah. next thing you know, you're a junkyard Jenny. That's yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of her world. Stay out of the S thirty world because that's her. That's her baby. Right of course, now. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I don't mind. I don't mind competition. It's it's fine. Actually, I think honestly, to me, it's you know the more people who are out there doing this, the better. I think. Um, I think it's really like a, a good community effort to keep these things on the road. I really do like seeing them on the road, and then I you know I get a lot of people who are like, I'm so glad I came across you. You know, you're a lifesaver. I just sold a bunch of parts to a guy in Canada. I think I shipped him out yesterday. And he's like, he, he's got uh, triple Weber's on his and he wants to go back to the to the OEM, um, you know, so, where, oh, yeah, yeah the, the SUs with the E46 really? manifold. And that's that's what he wants. And he's like, I cannot believe you have this. And I had everything from, from the carb to the manifold, the, the heat shield, the linkage, the air cleaner, everything. And he was just... He was so excited to have it and uh, he's, you know, gave me kudos. And I was like, I kind of, you know, I'm just, I'm just so glad I could help people get their, get their cars back on the road and not rake them over the coals when it comes to pricing on it too. Right. You know, I mean, it was a lot of money probably for him, but it was yeah. a lot less than, than a lot of, a lot of the ones I've seen out there go for. So, so you're helping True. Lots of people now. Let's talk about helping a lot more in the future. So, what is the future plan for uh, Junkyard Jenny's Z parts? Well, I, I would, I guess, I would just like to to expand more um, as far as uh, you know. I don't have any employees. The reason for I don't have not having employees is because I'm just afraid that I'm not going to be able to find any who anybody who wants to do it the way I do it. I'm very particular with the way I take them apart, the way I, you know, clean them up, the way I inventory. Uh, we might have uh, just for a second. There you go. Oh, there we are. <laughs> if I could find somebody who's just as addicted to these cars as I am, then that would be great. Um, I definitely want to expand. The thing I'm afraid of is that if I get a little too big for my britches, I might end up kind of losing a little bit of that quality, especially in the customer service department. I hate putting people on the back burner and telling them, you know, it's going to be a couple of days. I'm, I'm slammed. Mm. Um, but I do want to expand. I want to, I want to get as many, many, as many of these cars and people back on the road as I absolutely can. So, so you know, and you feel, and, and to, not to backtrack a little bit, but you do, you field calls. So people say, Hey, I'm looking for this. You literally have a wish list, like for people, like, hey, I'll put you on the list. And so you kind of go and you're like a Z hunter in a way mm -hmm. for these parts. So when they come in, you basically call them, you know, and it's it's crazy. Like, I don't even know any other business like in the car world that kind of does that anymore. Like, yeah. I used to do that when I worked in a music mm -hmm. store. Somebody called like, hey, I need this 
live, this live, uh, CD you know, of... Barry Manilow when he was live at, and you're just like, dude, they made like, you know, they made 500 pressings of that. I'm never going to find it. And then sure enough, one day, hey, I got that Barry Manilow live, you know, live. And you're kind of like that guy. You're like that cool music store person that does that. So again, if you're listening and you have an S30 and you're just like, there's no way anybody's ever going to find this part for me. Call Junkyard Jenny, get on the list, and maybe that's right. Like, yep, I have a whiteboard that I like a whiteboard that I keep. You know, like it'll say, you know, this guy needs a, a five speed, so he'll get the next five speed that comes in. Or, you know, this guy's looking for uh, a Series One R180 transverse mount bar. You know, okay, he'll get the next one that comes in or whatever. Oh, so yeah, they're they're all everything is written down, and then like like. I don't know if you can see it. That box back there on the shelf is full of parts that a guy had ordered. And, and uh, I was talking to you guys about this a couple days ago. Uh, you know, he kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, I get an email from him today and he's like, I am so sorry. I had some medical problems. They still want those parts. Please don't sell them. And I'm over here laughing because I wasn't going <laughs> to. Yeah. Well, you, well you're, you're doing a reasonable. That's respectable. So I get so yeah, yeah yeah well i mean they're still they're still there for him when he needs them i mean there's some really good parts in that box i mean there's a lot of money sitting in there but you know yeah. like i said I mean, he's yeah. he's he's got some issues going on and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you nice. know, throw him under the bus i'll i'll wait i got See, other stuff to do that wouldn't happen in any other kind of a world other than like the car community in the z world is kind of like its own like volkswagen bug kind of feel that people don't realize yet like people just kind of look out for one another because we understand the addiction and which is why you're on the Nissan Nerd podcast with us here today. So let's talk a little bit about how people kind of would get a hold of you uh, for the business. Um, Mike, is there anything before we get into details about um, Mm -hmm. the business? So let's talk about the eBay store. So if people want to get a hold of you, um, they can check you out through Z car crazy 74 is your seller profile on eBay. Yeah. Yep. Got it. And if you don't, you know, if you if you're not, you don't have to peruse all of my my listings. I mean, those are just kind of you know whatever car has come in that week is that's what's listed off of that car or that hoard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, really, if you're looking for something more specific, then you can really just contact me direct. Um, a lot of times too, though, like let's say for example, you need that 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 glove box switch or door switch or whatever that is on there. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, you can contact me directly and say, Hey, I need that switch. I'll pull it off of eBay and we can just deal with you directly too. I can do it that way. We can do it through eBay. Sometimes people are a little leery about me deleting something off of eBay and selling direct, you know, Oh, is she legit? You know, Uh. and I get that. And they want to, you know, they want to go through eBay to make sure that they've got their, their tracks covered and that's fine. Yeah, probably right. that. But you know, if there's if there's something kind of oddball that's definitely not on there, and you don't think I would, you know, think to have, then the best way to get a hold of me is to either you know contact me through my website, um, my phone, or uh, Instagram usually, or or even Facebook too. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned it here too. So website. Well, first of all, eBay store, and we'll say it again here: the seller profile Z Car Crazy seventy four. For mm-hmm. those who are interested, uh, I have your website up right now, and that is junkyard, junkyardjenny.com. Yep. And uh, it has uh, 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 contact information here. There is some links to the eBay sales, but you do have here on the bottom more information about you. Also, that inquiry that if you can't find the part, contact <laughs> you. Uh, 
you're available and even they're saying technical support too so uh help help with making things fit uh, and and uh they said we understand the struggle is real i really enjoy that <laughs> that's true yeah 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 um also <laughs> on the website there is the phone number and we'll go ahead and put it here on the podcast as well okay. uh, it's uh area code seven two zero eight three five three, sorry three five there's okay three eight five eight five six nine mm -hmm. two eight fives so that that makes sense that's easy to remember so <laughs> and then yeah also instagram and we'll be adding uh, if we haven't added you already did you, you can i yeah. just say something yeah your yeah. phone number seven two oh three eight five eight five six nine if you take that number and you break it up, you can find all the numbers for 8675309. Oh, please don't. So oh. I, will, I will do it. Obviously, it's a. It's a well, oh, yeah, my God. Showing, I see it. Showing, I see it now. I'm showing my age right there. But, oh, uh, that is so funny. I never yeah, even would have thought six, about that. Seven, five. Is there a three? There's Eight, six, seven, three. Five, three oh nine. Oh nine. Oh my it's all god! There. It's, it's all there. there. All you did, all you did, Jenny, is mess. You changed up your whole. You number. changed That's the numbers to the song. We found you. That's it. We found you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how hilarious! See, that's the OC. A weird, a weird music. OCD that kind of kicks in you. Right? That's anyway, funny. If you need to get a hold of Jenny, I don't know why yeah. I even said that. 720-385-856. Um, and your Instagram page is uh, use.zcar.parts. Parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm assuming they can contact you there. Uh, again, uh, through the website, through Instagram. Through uh, You have a number of channels. So for anybody who's listening and interested in a part you really have no excuse how you can't get a hold of jenny so please do uh i didn't was thinking about this too which was um it's like it sounds crazy but yeah the whole i mean buy local buy small business like that's a real thing like this is i and this is kind of why i i love doing this with the podcast. I, I say buy z community is what i i like to say you know support the community that supports you supports your addiction you know what i mean right. so um, mm -hmm. and that's kind of one of the reasons why we like to support, you know, I would say you're not even starting off anymore. You're eight years into this business and we know that you're only going to develop and get larger. Um, hopefully larger after this, but you were already on that track way before us anyway, but, uh, we hope that you're going to do really well and, um, hope that you're going to continue to grow. I want to hear about some other stories later on and have you on a little bit later. And I want to hear more crazy stories about cars you buy and weird stuff you find in it. So. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, again, I want to thank you again for coming on with us. Um, and Thanks course, so much for having me too. This has been really fun. <laughs> no, cool. So, did, did you yes. think this was a, what it was going to be when I called you and, t and asked you to be on the podcast? You were like, what? Well, I've so, never really been on one, so I didn't know what to expect. But no, this is great. This is fun. Now we're pretty easy to work with. So, yeah. Yes. Was, uh, we're glad you kind of took the time to come on with us. And uh, again, you know, we'll keep in contact. And who knows? We'll probably have to call you for car parts at some point. Or yeah. Another. I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, go ahead. If you want to stay in the green room with us a little bit, Jenny, you can come on at the end of the show and uh, kind of chat. But okay. other than that, uh, we're, yeah, we're going to start working towards the end of the show. But again, thank you for being on with us again. Thank you. Yeah, thank Jenny. you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, anytime. Cool. Anytime. Right. It's a lot of fun. Yep. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 
So, uh, again, that was Junkyard Jenny on with us. Obviously a great business. Check them, check them out at the uh, information that we listed here previously. Um, yeah. On that note, I mean, that's going to be us kind of working out. Um, you can continue to follow us through like, share, and subscribe through our Instagram page right now. If you have any information that you want to talk to us about, maybe your business, or if there's something in the world of the Nissan or Datsun or Infinity realm that we need to know, you can contact us, um, send us, uh, you can always get us through our Instagram. Um, you can mm-hmm. uh, check us out through our YouTube channel as well. Um, and then of course, if you have any of those um you know, uh, stories that we need to know about, you can ch- uh, send those through our info at nissannerd.com. Absolutely. And we man. always love hearing those stories. You and nailed Mike, it you on the head. Else? Not so much. I mean, I think this has been actually an awesome episode, man. I really enjoyed, uh, you know, we had some good articles. Uh, our motorsports was uh, pretty fun and obviously a great um, conversation with Jenny there. And again, a call to action, guys. If you've got anything having to do with a first-generation Datsun Z, uh, give Jenny a call. We're going to leave all the information in the show notes. So if there is any any questions that you have, if, <coughs> if, if you can't find it in the notes, contact us, and we'll get you contacted, connected with uh, with Jenny. Uh, is it, you the party is it weird that I wanted to revive the Orient Express? Dude, dude. Well, you know, I, I was thinking like <laughs> Lemon's car, like you I know? know. I mean, I just saw. You know, it's a weird thing. You know how you always like. I don't know. I would always make fun of girls that like date bad boys, and like I can change him. I'm like that with like bad cars, <laughs> like cars that are way past their prime, and you're yeah. just like, I can save it, and just well, like. Well, well, think, I'm thinking about ad- technical advantages. So if it's a first-generation Z car, it's a thin metal, so it's a lightweight car. Yeah, you, you, you don't <laughs> need rest. a hat. You don't need a hat <laughs> for lemons. And then a, a cage, you, you're allowed to have a cage and spend the money on a cage. So you're just running around with a cage on wheels. Like, screw it, man. That'd be fun. <laughs> Who doesn't like a cage on wheels? <laughs> so, just got a shell, you know? Yeah, yeah I don't with know. With just tetanus holding hands. I think I need a tetanus shot just looking at it, right? That's that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a but hey, it would win. I think it's a bad egg roll, my friend. So (laughs) on that note, again, thank you to everybody for being on with us here tonight. Um again, um until we see you next time, get in your garage, make something cool. We always like you better when you're in your garage. Um and Mike, I guess sign off for the compa, right? Let's do it again. Guys, again, thanks for being with us. Uh, We'll see you guys again soon. Until then, again, yeah, get in your garage. Have some fun. Let's do the compai. All right, guys. Enjoy it. All right. Bring Jenny back.